All right, everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is Two Catholic Dudes. My name is Ryan Klaus. My name is Danny Cleary. And as always, as sometimes, sometimes. when I remember to say it, we're not priests, we're not theologians, we are just Two Catholic Dudes, and we're talking about our faith. And uh, these episodes coming up, uh, we got a lot of big things we got to talk about with the ministry of two Catholic dudes. We'll make an announcement at the end of this episode. Yeah, so but, there's but, a little teaser. You got to yeah, wait through. Big things are happening. I mean, you could probably scrub through, yeah, but listen, yeah. listen through to yeah. the episode. For It'll the make more sense if you listen the, the whole way through. It but, really will. Um, we've been doing a lot of Instagram lives recently, and a lot of people have been asking us a lot of questions about how we met, how we grew in our ministry and stuff. So we thought we would do an episode on each of us on kind of our call to discipleship, our journey in faith, and kind of our, like our vocation story. Exactly. Um, so this week we're going to talk about Ryan, uh, because his name I is love first it. episode all on about the, me. on the bio. <laughs> so Ryan is going to talk all about uh, his call to ministry, how he's sitting at the table today, uh, and then you can tune in next week, maybe uh, whenever we put it out, and we'll do mine. But right in this episode, we're talking all about Ryan. We might make you wait for Danny's. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But the most exciting thing that's happened today. Oh, yeah. Before we talk about us. We, we went to Pete's this morning to get coffee. Coffee update. We haven't done a coffee update in a while. It's been a bit. Uh, but we're at Holiday Cups. Uh, we got Holiday Cups from Pete's. I'm going to take down this yeah, little, I'll can, take down this little check thing. Check it out. Look at that. Uh, it's just a Christmas tree. Or it's just there's, a tree. There's it's a just, little rabbit. It's just a tree and a rabbit. So what do you what do you think about that? There's no there's no uh, Frosty the Snowman. There's no uh, okay. There's no Santa Claus. There's no actual Christmas tree. This episode it's a ho- it's a straight up holiday cup. This episode's supposed to be all about you, but I'm gonna get fired up for a second because I remember a couple of years ago there was this uh, there was this Christian pastor, um, and he was like he got like so mad and his like video went viral. He was like mad at Starbucks because the cup didn't say Merry Christmas on it. The cup was just red. Yeah. He was so mad. And like, I understand the like importance of keeping Christ in Christmas. I get that. Like it's, it's important. I mean, I, it's important for you and your family. If you're a Catholic family, obviously the importance of Christmas, but like to get mad at a corporation for how they conduct and what they put on their cups, I think is a little ridiculous in my opinion. I'm yeah, like, if they're Chick Fil A and their whole thing is Christian, um, then, then sure. Then but put, that's their corporate policy on how they want to conduct themselves. That's yeah. not my business. If a business is going to lose business because they put out stuff yeah. that says Merry Christmas, that's their business. And, and you know, that, and if you have a serious problem with it, don't go there. Sure, you know. But this guy was like, when he was like, "I'm going to say my name is Merry Christmas," and then they have to say it. <laughs> like that's dope. So this. 16 year old girl that's a barista at Starbucks you really got her you made her not follow her corporate policy good job you might say you roasted her yeah, at you, Starbucks <laughs> I usually don't like your puns but that one was excellent so. yeah buddy but I don't know I honestly think it's a little unchristian to be like you know I'm just being a jerk about things like that like I don't know and like when people are like like oh that this should be Christmas cups like well if when so if it had frosty the snowman and reindeer and Christmas trees, you know, all the Christmas stuff, you know, all the stuff that's in the Bible all about Christmas. <laughs> get out of here. Like, it's not like there's a manger on the cups. Yeah, so that's like, not going to happen. Get out of here. It's the same. You got, same you got Buddy Jesus. Yeah, just, hey. <laughs> um, anyway, stupid. So all right, we got like, Danny fired up I'm here. fired up. Sorry. Now uh, now we're talking. I get to shut up now and talk about you. Wow. All right. Um, so let's get into it because we have no idea how long I'm going to talk, but I can be pretty long-winded sometimes. Um, That's why I'm here. Yeah, Danny's here to <laughs> reel me in. Uh, so I'm going to kind of just tell you about 
how I got here, really. Uh, my vocation story to how God was calling me to this ministry. Uh, and it's been a long, strange journey. But I think, you know, most people can say the same thing for where they're at in their lives. Yeah. Uh, I've mentioned it before. Uh, 15-year-old me was quite different than where I'm at today. Uh, I had, you know, spiky hair. I was into heavy metal. And... Uh, yeah, I never really thought, there was never a thought in my mind that I would be a full-time music minister working for the church uh, w- today, but God kind of, you know, put me on that path and set me sure. there. So uh, I'll take you back to that moment in f- when I was 15 and I was in the youth choir playing guitar and never really quit. Uh, I just kind of grew up, finished high school, was going through college, and now I was like a leader in guitar uh, in the youth choir. Uh-huh. And was it was the youth choir big then? It was. It really was. It was thriving in those in those years at uh, at our church in Holy Cross. Yes, I like vaguely remember. Yeah, it, it went through some ups and downs. There was there was a period before I was there when there was maybe two kids singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- when I was there, we had you know a band. There was drums, guitar, bass. There was a bunch of singers. Nice. Um, and uh, we, I actually formed my secular band in those years because we would, I think maybe I mentioned this before, but after every single song, uh, when the director was trying to tell us what was going to happen for the next song, we'd be jamming. And jam, playing. jam break. And, yeah. and she was finally like, guys, you, are you, you, you have to stop. You have to stop. She's like, go take it somewhere else. She's like, there's a thing, there's a, an event happening. You guys need to form a band and play over there. And that put the idea in our heads. And we're like, oh, shoot, maybe we should do this. And uh, nice. so we formed a secular band, and we were called Ascension uh, back. You know, Ascension presents. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we went full circle with that. But that we we wanted we wanted to be a straight up secular band. But I we were like because we formed in the church, let's call it Ascension. And uh, I had an Ascension T-shirt. Did you? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you gave it to me a long time ago. Number one fan right here. Yeah. I don't it. know where it is now. So, yeah, so we played our first few shows at the church, and um, we kind of grew. We eventually changed our name to Just Cause because we wanted to uh, affirm ourselves as a secular rock band out in the world, and everyone was like, oh, Ascension, you guys must be Christian rock. And we're like, no, no, no. No, we don't want none of that. <laughs> we don't want any of that. And so we changed our name to Just Cause. I don't know why. Um, Just Cause. Just cause, um, but then everyone was like, "Oh, just cause, JC, Jesus Christ, I see what's going on there." And we're like, "Ah, this is a nightmare." Yeah, and so, but like, I was, I wanted nothing to do with, um, with the church. I, I not, I don't want to put it that way, but like, I was trying to push away. I was trying to uh, express myself in a secular way. Be have a rock band. I was going to college at that time and I wanted to do my own thing. And the church was always kind of a part of what I was doing, but I wanted to was not the priority. It wasn't the priority, you know, and and we made that clear with changing our name even though but that's the funny thing is that we couldn't escape it, you know. Right. Um so anyways, I eventually quit that band because I wanted to I was the one who quit the band. Everyone wanted to continue on, and I was like, no, I need to finish my college degree, and I need to devote the time and energy uh, necessary to do that. So uh, I I broke up the band. Sorry about it. Um, and you sound Yoko. I know, right? <laughs> uh, and so I, I went on and finished my degree at that time. I was still kind of leading the youth choir at that time, but that was probably the furthest away from church that I had been. You know, I would skip a lot of Sundays when I didn't have to play. Um and it just wasn't a priority in my right. life, you know, and that happens to a lot of college students. I know um, I was at a school in Southern California called Cal State Northridge, and there wasn't there's no focus ministries there. There's no Newman Center. 
And so I was, you know, I didn't have any resources. When you were a commuter too, right? Like you didn't, did you live on campus? I lived at home and uh, I commuted yeah, to so church. Like you're just like, I'll, I'll go to college when I need to. And then I'm off doing my own thing. Yeah. Although I was in the music program and we had a, a kind of a, a niche community there. Oh, like so your own school almost. Yeah. 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 I would just spend the entire day hanging out in the music department and we would, you know, we, I'd be in the practice room or we'd be out front, you know, hanging with friends and everything. Sure. It was a, very common bonds with people. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was a really great community. I think that's, that's a one thing I took away from the college experience is, is I still hang on to that community and, and there's a, so many talented musicians. And so anytime I need a sub at one of my masses or you need to reach out to a musician in any way that, you know, I can kind of pull from that. Right, because I think, well, I'm jumping ahead, but when you guys played bigger events for when you guys, were, you called on some of those guys I did, to yeah. be in the band, yeah, so, yeah. Um, full circle. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that that might have been a little bit of a, a moment to um, reach out to those people who don't normally go to church. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Sure. So, anyways, at, at that time, I was kind of far from far from church, but the director at that time, who was the previous member of my band, he invited me to be a co-director with him for the youth choir, even though I, I was there, but I was just doing, I was just playing guitar. He invited me to be a co-director and this process happened a bunch, but I kept saying no to him. I said, no, I don't want to, I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to do that. It's too much work. It's too much effort. It's, it's not for me. Right. And it happened three or four times over the course of many months. He kept saying, Hey, I'm going to ask you again. Do you want to, do you want to do this with me? And I kept saying no, kept saying no. And finally, I was like, ah, yeah, you win. I'll do it. I'll, I'll be co-director with you. It's fine. And so I went through the process and officially got hired by the church to be a assistant or co-director with him uh, and started doing that more and, and started to really enjoy it. And I started growing in that ministry. And then uh, at some point, maybe a year down the road, uh, he asked me, the same, the same person, his name is Jeremy, he asked me to uh, start writing Catholic and Christian songs with him and, and play youth ministry events or, or retreats and stuff like that. And again, I, I kept saying no. And I was like, nope, I don't want to do that. I just want to write my own rock songs. I, I just want to keep doing that thing. And so I, I kept saying no. And again, many months went by and many times he asked. And finally I was like, yeah, whatever, we'll do it. Begrudgingly. I really was not into it, right. but uh, we started doing it. We started writing songs and people really resonated with it. People were all about it. And, uh, our ministry started, started growing. We started doing more confirmation retreats around our region. We started playing different events and we, at that time I was like, I was like, Oh yes, this is, this is something that I want to do, but it took me a lot to get there. Right? right. And we decided to have some, this big kickoff concert at our church to like, and make an announcement of our ministry. I remember. You remember. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get into it real quick. So, uh, we had like 400 people show up to this concert. It was huge. And we were rehearsing for months before we had a full band that we, that we, were it, it was like you had a band, you had backup singers. Yeah. It was the whole the whole shebang. Yeah. Walls of giant speakers. <laughs> it, was, it was it was crazy. You had a stage. But so we're rehearsing for months before, and I started noticing during our rehearsals that it was very difficult to sing. And uh, I've talked about the vocal problems that I've had before, uh, mm -hmm. my recent vocal problems. But this was, I mean, this is 2010 or 11. Yeah, uh, I think it was 2011. Yeah, and so I was having these problems where I, I just couldn't sing a certain amount of notes, and my voice just stopped working. And it, pro it got progressively worse and worse as our rehearsals went on. Finally went to the doctor, and they looked down there, and they're like, 
sorry, you got vocal nodules and those are like, you know, uh, not ideal for a singer to, to hear. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, it's a pretty serious problem. You can either get surgery or you can stop talking and singing for like months at a time. And, uh, it was really scary moment for me. And, Long story short, I I got better. I I didn't talk for a month and I didn't sing for three months, but they went away. I was able to sing through that concert. Uh, They gave me some steroids and it it worked, but uh, I look at it this way. I look at it in the fact that I was so afraid and so begrudging to say yes to Christ because that's who was asking me to join the choir. That's who was asking me to join this ministry to start, start singing for God um, and being fully into it. And it took me so long to say yes. And I finally was like, yes. But then God was saying, are you sure? Because I'm going to put a big obstacle in your way. I'm going to make you walk through a desert right now and, and make sure that you really want to do this. Mm-hmm. And it was hard. It was one of the hardest things I had done at that time. Right. And, you know, I, thankfully I'd got, I was able to sing through that concert. Uh, and then, you know, it was, it was a struggle and I wasn't sure I was able to able to sing again after that point, but I did and got, and actually my voice was stronger after that point, but it was, it was a big hurdle. And I think it was just God saying, all right, well, this is your test. You yeah. Know? Well, I, I think that sometimes that, uh, you have to adjust to that because God's basically like, you're like, okay, yes, God, I'll do what you want me to do. And then like he, he goes, okay. Now I'm going to give you the hardest part. And you're like, what? Yeah. No. Yeah. I did what you wanted. I'm doing what you want. And now you're making it more difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that's, you know, you know, God saying like, you know, show me, you know, give, you know, prove it, like give it, give me your all. Right. Um, and not just like, I know that you have a talented voice, but like God wants you to give your heart, your soul, your, your willpower, like to, you know, to being a disciple to living out that calling. So I think that was a huge part for you. Like he knew you had the talent to sing, but he wanted to know, like, do you have the heart? Do you have the, the will to persevere through something to, you know, further the ministry to preach the gospel, whatever it may be. Exactly. Um, in that moment. You were there for that concert. That I you, was, you mentioned. I was, I was heavily involved in that concert. You, were you a youth minister at that point? You were like, I was the, I was an assistant. Okay. I was the assistant youth ministers. I was right out of high school. Nice. Um, in that, in that, at that time. And, um, I actually worked for the church. I didn't get paid to be the assistant minister. I was like, uh, I, they like, I was the groundskeeper kind of like I would set up for special events and things like that. Like the tables and chairs and in the hall, we have like these movable walls and stuff. And I was yeah. in charge of that. And then I got paid a little extra to go and help with youth group. Cause one of our deacons at the time was the youth minister. Okay. And, uh, I remember, so I was in charge of setting up for this concert. Which it was the most absurd was, setup ever. It was insane. And then, like, you guys had all this sound equipment, like walls of speakers. Way too much. I don't you, know why this happened. It was so loud. <laughs> it was obnoxious. Like, fog machines, and it was, <laughs> it was quite a spectacle. But um, it, it went back to, I look back at it now, and without, you know, not to offend you or anything like that, but to, no, you, to look back on it now, I'm like... Yes, it was great, and yes, it was cool, and yes, it was like, bam, here we are with this new thing. It it didn't seem like, look, we're now we're we're gonna divert our music and give it to God. It was like, look how dope we are. Like, look that how was cool it. we that are. That was it. We talked about that last week on and, taking the eye out of music, and 
that's about liturgical music, but it doesn't matter. We're doing praise and worship, but yeah. we had the eye very much in praise yeah, and, and worship. And I remember I was like super annoyed with you and with the whole band that day yeah. because like you guys were kind of acting like divas. And I was like, I'm like setting up the chairs and stuff. And I remember the youth room was where you guys use like your like dressing room for this con- green room, the yeah. green room as the, where these superstars would all hang out. And like that was my office. Like that was my desk was in there. Like I worked there every single day after school or after when I was in college. I worked there every day. And like I walked into the room. And well, like, I I think I was like, come on in, but I, 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 I can't I can't speak for both parties. So I opened the door and like everyone was like resting before the show. And I was like, I'm a I'm an obnoxious guy. So I like opened the door like, hey, what's up, everybody? Everyone was like, get out of here! Like we're <laughs> resting before the show. And I was like. In my office, but okay, cool, superstars, and uh, just to know that was I was like, come on in, but I I can't speak for everyone. I, yeah. I can't speak for everyone. But I, um, I was like, I remember, I remember, I was like over that show, and like me and my buddy, my buddy uh, was doing all the graphics uh, for you guys, and uh, it was just a long day. Steven, thanks for doing all those graphics. It was Jacob, Jacob, thanks Jacob for doing the, gra- the graphics. Steven yeah. and I were doing the setup. Sure, but I, we had a whole gang, a whole, a whole crew of us. We're all setting up for this show. Um, and we weren't really like friends then. No, like we were just helping you guys do this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it, yeah, it was a wild day. Yeah, it really wild was wild day. But so that kind of set us off on uh, that we were called Jeremy and Ryan, and we went on all kinds of uh, <laughs> adventures. I was yeah. about to say retreats. We, yeah. Retreats. So we did a lot of retreats, a lot of camps. We did. Um, uh, through the course of our ministry, our music ministry together, we got to play LA Youth Day a uh, number of years. We were, you know, upstairs uh, playing for a couple thousand people at Youth Day uh, for a few years running. And then we got to headline the main stage at Youth Day yep. in 2015. And that was incredible. So, I mean, that journey, I just fast forwarded a whole bunch of things that we did together. But um, we really grew a ton. And I think I grew. I grew the most in uh, a summer camp that we that we did that we do every year. We've talked about it before. Yeah, we've talked about it. It's called Saw, Signed and Anointed to Witness. And again, this is like the the repeating story in my life. I went to the very first Saw, uh, really begrudgingly. Um, one of our friends was involved, and he said, "I the the I think the band at the time that was doing well, it was, previously, there was no band they had backed out and they couldn't do it anymore, so they needed somebody new to do right. the music, and." They asked us to do it, and I was like, what is this thing? I don't really know. I'm not about it. We met with the director, and I was like, I was a grump the whole time. Just another gig. I was like, it's just another gig. I wasn't I wasn't ready for it. I didn't, I didn't know what to expect, but I said, yeah, whatever. We'll do it. That was still on the early side of our ministry, you right. know? And so we show up for that week, and that week changed me. I think man. it was actually probably before your big con- the kickoff concert. It might have been. It, right? it was because around a lot the of the people time. that came to the kickoff had seen you guys on the retreat, I think. Sure. Yeah, I that, think. Yeah, if it, I don't remember the timeline, it's it's very early, and yeah. so that was one of the deciding moments, or one of the moments that really changed the core of how I viewed the ministry. I remember noticing a big change in you, because we had just started to kind of become friends, like we're like hang out more, talk more, because we were around the church more often, and I remember you like saying like, wow, like this retreat was like unreal. I've never experienced a retreat like that before. Is that what a retreat is supposed to be like? Yeah. Um, Cause like you didn't really have a, a great confirmation retreat experience or anything like that. But I do remember you really, there was something had clicked in you. Like God had definitely intervened and inspired something in you for sure. Absolutely. You know, we, we were in charge of small groups during that, 
I mean, it might have been just because it was the first year and I wasn't hardened yet by hearing so many stories. Sure. But like these kids, they're uh, pouring, they're pouring, pouring their hearts out. out. Yeah. And like I was crying along with these kids and just had such an emotional week. Uh, it really changed my whole viewpoint of how uh, how I viewed what we were doing, what it was about. Now, it took me a long it took a long time. And I'm still where, you know, it's, it's an ever uh, growing process of how I can change it and grow and learn. But. Uh, that week was was really a, a definitive week for me. Right. So, yeah, we we you know through that through the course of our ministry together we, again we did so many things and I you know I don't know if there's there's so many stories that I could talk about but we don't have all day. Um, you know through we just grew in that process through the Jeremy and Ryan ministry, but we were also leading the choirs at Holy Cross and then as St. Julie Billiard uh, in our neighboring town as well. And again, using that, all those years I learned, uh, like what we talked about last week in music and liturgy, uh, it really formed me in those years. And it was a slow process, but learning to take the eye out of music mm-hmm. and in not only liturgy, but in praise and worship as well. Right. Um, learning what, what is needed in the moment and even if a song even if i don't like a song or i don't feel like i can do the best job but if this song is the right song for that moment if if this will bring uh the kids closer to christ in that moment it will elevate them uh whatever whatever is needed so i i kind of just learned all those things over that the course of those years so so what ended up like you ended up obviously leaving the group yeah so that was a definitive moment you know that was in 2016 uh, it was after we had played LA Youth Day. You did a lot of big things. Uh, we did NCYC, which is the big uh, national youth day in Indianapolis, and it was it was a really difficult. You want to talk about that? Yeah, that was a trip. So we we did NCYC in 2015 as well. So, but yeah, so by that time I was like your guys is like on the road, uh, like you know PR roadie type guy. Uh, I would just help you guys, you know with stuff whatever you needed me to do i would help with and um yeah that was uh we decided you guys got so you guys got booked for it we got booked to play one of the big shows for ncyc not right. in the stadium or anything like matt but, Marr does that right but like <laughs> one of the stages yeah and but we also decided to get a booth because there's a whole exhibit hall where everyone sets up their merchandise and everything like that. And we had CDs, we had T-shirts, we had hats, whatever. We had all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, all kinds of stuff. And we're like, well, we need to have a booth. We need to be a presence here. But we didn't get paid a ton, and we wanted to fly out there, but fly all our stuff out. We were going to be losing money, so we said, you know what, we're going to do? We're going to rent a van. We're going to drive. We're going to drive. We're going to get friends, and we're going to like all go together. And we did it, and it was crazy. So we stopped a couple times. Going there, we, we, you know, cause it's, it's a long drive from LA to Indianapolis. It's basically across the country. Yeah. And Danny took, took us three days to get there. Danny and I are the smallest two mm-hmm. and Danny couldn't drive yet. So I was only 24. You had to be 25 to drive a rental car. Right. So we were tucked back in the back corner of the van all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really when our, when our friendship grew the most though 100 percent, because we were we were locked like shoulder to shoulder into the in this car and then when ryan was when ryan was driving i ended up i was sitting in the front to try to keep him awake so like that whole trip we ended up being together like the whole time and a lot of people were really grumpy yeah really grumpy and as, we're, as people would get on a, this long road trip and ryan and i were like we can't we I'm have like, to hold true this is my motto in life is like 
if anyone is not having a good time, I'm going to take the fun that they're not having and yeah. have it myself or have it together. Uh, I learned that from your brother, Brendan. He yeah. told me that, too. I, I, um, well, the, this is the weirdest thing that I remember about that trip. You remember uh, we had like in the car battleship yeah and like we were playing it and you were using like we were using the reflections of each other's glasses <laughs> to cheat you were <laughs> such a cheater <laughs> and what but and then it, all the pieces fell yeah, and they, they, they were like they're probably still in that van probably um but yeah the uh, worst so part was the way back on the way back okay so we took we stayed at two hotels going there and on the way back we were tired it was a long trip there it was a long weekend at ncyc we, it was yeah. really great it was uh, freezing it was very Those cold california boys i did know not do well it was snowing like zero degrees yeah and we drive back and when we get to the first state that we were supposed to stay at overnight y yeah it was like we had driven from indianapolis and got to like texas i think no, no, it was like Illinois. Or Missouri. Missouri. We Missouri. got to Missouri, and it was like six or seven at night we got to Missouri, and we were supposed to stay the night. We were like two hours away from our hotel room. And we all like sat around, and like there was like three or four of us that were like you know the, the decision makers, and we were like, do we just go the whole way? Do we just skip the hotels, and let's just muscle the whole way through? We can get there by tomorrow afternoon if we just drive. And what a terrible idea. <laughs> I still stand by it. It was rough. It was, I, I mean, I didn't even have to drive. There was only was three rough. people that drove, and we, yeah. we went the entire way. We canceled both hotels. The first driver went 12 hours. Then the second driver went 11, and I took the last leg at 10 hours yeah. without having slept because, like, you can't sleep in the back of a van. I couldn't. Yeah, um, there's no way. Yeah, the last 10 hours. And so Just that, going to the sketchiest truck stops in the middle of the <laughs> night. Like, man. It was, an, it was an experience you'll never forget, you know? Oh, yeah. The one thing that, I'll rem that I remember really weird things about it, but one thing I remember is we got to, like, New Mexico at, like, 5 in the morning, and watching the sun rise over the mountains in New Mexico was one of the coolest things, yeah. we've ever, like, ever. You remember? I remember being there like, whoa. Like, we would never have seen anything like this if we weren't driving right now. Right. But, like, watching the sun, there's something kind of magical about watching the sun go down and then watching the sun go up in the course of the same car ride. Absolutely. It was it was pretty crazy. So that was that was a rough trip, but it was it was really good. It was it was all the things in one. Yeah, I remember uh the the craziest part is like we got home at like you know, it was like you know, It was like we, four, we, it was, 3 it was, or 4 in the afternoon. It was like a 32-hour drive and we got home at like yeah, 3 or 4 in the afternoon. And I remember I went to sleep. Yeah. And I was like supposed to like my I got whoever I was hanging out with at the time. They're like I'm like I just need to go sleep for a little bit, um, or I think it was like it was earlier than that. It was like three o'clock. Sure. And I was like, um, let me go to at three. I'm gonna take a nap and uh, I'll wake up at like nine or eight, nine or eight or nine and we'll go have dinner. Like I just needed like a three or four hour nap. I went to sleep. I woke up. And it was four o'clock, and I'm like, "How did I only sleep an hour?" It was four o'clock the, the next, next day. day. I, I did slept, the same thing. I, I did slept, the same thing. I slept literally like fifteen hours. And I, was like, I think what I slept for eighteen. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. insane. <laughs> but then I remember I got the worst stomach flu I've ever had in my life. Yeah, because your after. body was all broken. Yeah, down. and I went to the doctor. And I'm like, I'm "Like this is it. Like I'm. It's over for me. What's going on?" <laughs> I remember calling my mom like on the bathroom floor, like help, and uh, he goes. He goes, have you gotten a lot of sleep? And I'm like, no. And he goes, he goes, your body is just has nothing to fight. So like, whatever virus just completely took over my whole being. 
So if you can get anything out of this episode's podcast, Stay make sure to get a, good night, get a good night's sleep. Yeah, don't do a 32-hour drive straight. Catholic Catholic podcast, get, get a good night's sleep. All right. Anyway. NCYC was over. Moving on. Uh, big def- definitive moment the final, the next year, next spring, I decided to call it quits with Jeremy and Ryan. It was, the at that time, the biggest decision I had to make because right. we, we were you know five or six years in this ministry. And we, we, we were having disagreements on where the ministry was going. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we were struggling a little bit personally, and I just felt called to go our separate ways. Um, and you caught a lot of, uh, there's a lot of bad, bad blood for that from a lot of people. It was rough, yeah. It's like, you know, was there teams? Yeah, but like, I don't want, yeah, let's not get into it, but like, right. I did, I, I got a lot of flack, you, you know, because I, I was the one, again, that broke up the band. Uh-huh. And it was the decision that I felt needed to be made, and I had to stand by it. And that was a tough thing to do. Okay, so y- you broke up the band. <laughs> <laughs> I sure did. Um, but you know what? I, I will say as someone that was, like, your best friend during that time, um, like, I know it was a difficult decision for you. Like, I think a lot of times, like, people made light of it like ah, f- Ryan's just like it, it was difficult yeah for you because the future was kind of unclear and you had to do what was best what you felt God was calling you to do personally yeah and um and that's a very scary thing to do sometimes yeah you know we had built I had built everything in my life around that ministry right. and then all of a sudden to be like it's done yeah you know that's scary what do you do from here uh so what I, what did I do from there I decided to focus all my attention into liturgy and into writing and into uh, liturgical music. So, you know, cause I, I, we had been directing the choirs together and at that point, boom, it was just me. So mm-hmm. I got to take over the youth choir, the adult choir, my other duties at St. Julie's. And I just tried to be the best that I possibly could. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that moment, I, I decided to write the, the Psalms and that was the, about the beginning of my Psalm adventure. So I, that was about three years ago. Yeah. And you did dive a lot more liturgical yeah. in your music. You, yeah. you diverted pretty much all your attention to learning the liturgy and understanding that music. Again, that was about when I started having vo- uh, voice troubles again, right. where it, different from, you know, when, when I had my nodules, but I just didn't feel I had the, uh, the, the control that I did before and I was scared to book events and do praise and worship concerts. Well, something that I'll commend you for in that same kind of vein is that when you thought like, cause I remember you were like, I can't, I was always on you like record more music, go out and do stuff. And you're like, I, you didn't feel that confidence, but you thought, but what I can do is write. I, I can still write music. I still have this passion for understanding and learning music. And if that's what I can do to help the church, then that's what I'm going to do. And I was thought like, it wasn't the number one choice. It wasn't the first thing that you thought you were going to do or that you wanted to do. But when you felt like I, I, I got to do something, you didn't allow a struggle to stop you from doing anything. You still tried to find what you could do to help the church. And I, I was commended you for that. Thanks, that was man. a cool thing that you were, didn't give up. Thank you. Yeah. I, I would, I prayed a lot about it and I'm, you know, I, cause it, it got pretty rough at, at points with my voice right. and I was praying and said, God, are you taking my voice away? That sucks. But like, if you are, your will be done, man, and I'll find something else to do. And maybe you're calling me, and I said, are you calling me towards writing more? Then I'm going to do that. And, you know, thankfully he hasn't taken my voice away. I still don't feel I have the control that I used to. Mm-hmm. But I, at that point I decided to focus, and I and I set out to write the entire psalm uh, lectionary cycle. And so three years, fast forward, three years were like to the day almost. I'm finished. I have a couple more to write, but I'm done. Right. And uh, in that process I was able to write 
an Exaltet, yep. the setting for the Exaltet on the yep. Easter Vigil. And that was like kind of the pinnacle moment, I think, in this phase. Uh, and, you know, now I'm moving on to the next phase. But And like that, that shows like I've been going to Holy Cross where we were, um, where I work, where we both work. And there, I'd never heard the Exaltet before. I've been going to Mass there for 25 years. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until you wrote the Exaltet that it got sung at Holy Cross. And I was, and then it was, so it was like, you're, you were helping the church by like, look at this new cool thing, you know, that, that we can do. And so just to note, if anyone's listening, I didn't write the, the words are already written. Right. But <laughs> right. But you, I wrote the music for it. Yeah. Composed one, a new setting yeah. for it. Yeah. He, most churches, they'll just have the, the pastor or the priest just, read uh, it. just chant it. They, yeah, they, they're they not, they're it. not allowed to read it. Yeah. Right, they'll, they'll yeah, chant, chant it. it. Um, and any, I've heard some settings that are like, whatever, mine's like full orchestra and like, it's, it's, it's quite crazy. The, uh, if you go to our channel, uh, where you watch two Catholic dudes on YouTube, you can go back and find it. There's in, a lyric the, video. There's a lyric video that yeah. I created. It's like 15 minutes long because it's a, it's a long prayer. Uh, so anyways, I wrote that and that's kind of the, the pinnacle moment of these last three years was writing the Exalted. Um, and then, you know, this summer we, we had been growing so much in our friendship and our, and mm. we bonded a lot since, since the breakup. Yep. Um, and we had been talking about starting this ministry and it just kind of, yeah, well, we were kind of both doing our own thing. Yeah. And just not really gaining any traction and then decided, let, let's come together and see what we can do. And uh, and that's when it really started to grow. Yeah. So, yeah, that that takes us to this summer. And Two Catholic Dudes has, has really taken off in uh, the few short months that we've been together. Yeah. Uh, but God never uh, makes anything easy. Nope. Um, and so... This is this is big news. This is the news. We're we're getting to the news that we were talking here about at is. the beginning of the, the episode. announcement. So if you scrub through, here you are. Here we are. <laughs> um, so I had a, a a crazy opportunity come up just in the last couple weeks, and everything has has happened very quickly. But I have officially accepted a brand new job as the full time music and liturgy director at uh, a church in Anaheim Hills called San Antonio de Padua. Um, and I accepted, we signed all the paperwork. It happened. There was the parole process took only two weeks and they want me two weeks from now. Uh, we're, you know, the beginning of November. So I'm starting, uh, just in a few weeks. So it's wild. Let me tell you. Yeah. I mean, you're getting, you're packing up and moving your life, you know, that way. Yeah. I've, so I've spent my entire life here in Ventura County in, uh, around Moore Park area where I was, where I grew up. Mm-hmm. And within two weeks, I have to uproot everything, pack up my entire house and move down to a place that I've never, you know, I've, a different diocese, different, whole different diocese. I'm going to be right by Disneyland. So, uh, Sick. when you guys come to, you're going to get an annual pass. Probably not. <laughs> I don't like, there's so many lines. I'm not a line person. I know. You just waste, I also you not, waste your entire day in lines. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's insane, man. Uh, and full-time job. I've been part-time at different churches and it, God really just kind of opened doors and paved the way for this to happen. And I was, I believe me, I prayed and I thought, and I, and I discerned on this more than I have ever prayed in my entire life. Mm. And it's, it was one of the, it's, the hardest decision that I've ever had to make harder than breaking up the band bands, plural. (laughs) Um, it's, it's crazy. And so I've had, I have to leave my churches. I, you know, I only have a couple masses left and I'm moving on and that's hard. Let me tell you my entire community and my choirs that I've been with for years and years and years to have to say goodbye. That's not easy. Mm. Um, and I've been 
day to day, I've been a wreck and then I've been excited and then I've been a wreck again and everything in between because uh, this is a giant change. So I'm excited for where the future holds because this is a, a full-time gig. I'm going to be leading about five different groups in charge of the entire liturgy, making sure the liturgy runs smooth and uh, a lot of new responsibilities down there. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's exciting. It's terrifying. It's sad. It's uh, all the emotions rolled into one. Right. But this is really where I feel God's calling me. And the, the beautiful thing is I'm not moving across the country. Right. I'm not moving to Europe or something. I'm moving an hour with when traffic two, is two good, hours with traffic. We, we, it's three could be three hours with traffic. <laughs> if you if you ever lived or been in LA, you know how bad traffic can get, especially yep. down on in that the five area. freeway. It's Oof. it's nuts. So um you know two Catholic dudes, it's going to change. Uh, that's, that's life. Things, things change, but it, we're close enough that we can make this work. So starting today, we're going to be filming a couple episodes at a time right. so we can backlog them and we can have them ready for you guys. And you may see location. You will, you, you're not met. You will. You're going you're to gonna see, see a location change. We're going to, uh, either film at Ryan's new living area. We might be moving to my house where you've seen some Tuesday thoughts. We might film there. We don't know. Who There's, knows? We, we are. We are open to the journey and to the change. Some things may change on our Instagram, but uh, the the biggest thing, and, and I remember, like, I remember this is just happening. <laughs> I uh, I honestly was like sad, like really sad. Confirmed. When Ryan, uh, I still am honestly, um, because it's hard. It's hard when you y- your best friend Lee moves away. You know, it's not like when we're kids though, and you like like come to Nick. Anaheim I'd never see you again uh, yeah. but you know like it, it we would spend every day working on this this ministry together and you know doing stuff together and that is going to change a great deal because we're just the distance we'll, we'll have other responsibilities I have my responsibilities he has his responsibilities and we're gonna have to uh, put in a lot of extra work to make this ministry work but uh, a conversation that we had and Ryan was very much the spearhead of positivity saying like we can continue to do this. Um, and so we're, we're going we're gonna to keep going. Uh, we're going to keep pushing. Again, I, I look back, and obviously this was my decision to do it, but it's, I think, God testing our ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had that one, that one evening of problems, if you heard from our stories from before, uh, was a little bit of a test, but this is a much bigger test. And, you know, I... I put this on us. I, I kind of put this test on us, but sure. it's like, we've only been a ministry for three months yep. and now it's God saying, do you really want to continue this here? Here's your challenge. Right. And this is our opportunity to step up and say, yes, we want it. And this could be the greatest thing that ever happens. I might uh, find some, some great networks out, out down in uh, orange County that yep. we can really open up and spread our wings and do great things. Um, but I think it's going to be a testament to how much we want this and, um, you know, how much support we can get through this ministry. But I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm confident and firm that we can make this happen. Yeah. So just, you know, we stick with us. We're going to keep going. There'll be some transitional changes for, for both of us and, and for you guys who are following us, following along with us, there'll be some changes, but, um, you know, we're going to, we'll be, we'll be, keep, yeah. we'll be keeping true. We'll, there'll be a lot more of our Instagram stories and stuff where we're not together, but we'll still, you know, We'll have to do that. When we do our Instagram lives, it'll have to be like where we're like split screen. Yeah. We're, you know, we'll find a way. What is it, Jurassic Park? Life finds a way. Life finds a way, man. Yeah. You grow uh, to the size of your fishbowl, as exactly. Ryan always told me. Yeah. 
and that's that's what I'm excited for in this new in this new journey that I'm going to be setting out on. Right, is the opportunity for for growth. Yeah, that you know, um, I've I've been wanting for a long time. There's going to be some really big choirs, um, you know, singing in four parts, and uh, I've I've been really. Wanting that experience to direct a, a giant well, here's situation. The thing, here's the thing for you, I think, is that you have a lot of ability and a heart for liturgy, especially within the last. With this whole story that you've told has really grown into your falling in love with helping people to have a stronger experience in the liturgy and grow closer to God in that. Um, and I think that uh, when when you're kind of stuck in a place where you can only get so high, it, it you know it kind of plateaus you. And I think this is an opportunity for you to really see what you can do and really see what you can bring and how many people you can uh, show uh, or have help to encounter Christ and experience God in that in the vein of liturgy and music and whatever. So I'm excited for the opportunity for the church at large for what you can do and what, how you can expand with your ability. Yeah, um, I think that's a cool thing. I'm sad for our church that here in where we live, uh, that we're definitely going to take a hit, but I'm excited for you to go out and, and further that. And, and hopefully our church is inspired to, you know, do something about it. Like, well, we, we got to keep going. Yeah. The kingdom must continue. So, yeah, you know, it's, I feel all these same sentiments. Uh, like you said before, I'm, incredibly sad too because you know i'm the one making the decision to sure. walk through that door that god's open but also yeah my my best friend who we've lived five minutes apart now is mm -hmm. going to be live an hour to two hours away mm -hmm. that's sad um and so i i feel just the same but as for our church as well you know i'm i'm moving on and i'm excited about the future but i'm very sad to leave this whole community and and uh, we ask for your prayers on on our community at holy cross that the music department can find find a way, find that, a way that we can be lifted up. That we can somebody might jump in and take my place, and the maybe this is the best thing that could happen to the music department at Holy Cross, and we can they can start fresh and start to grow and thrive. And that's my hope and my prayer. Again, I'm very sad. I was I was in tears the other day when I had to tell my my youth choir that I was leaving, and last night when I told my adult choir that I was leaving, and there's probably gonna be more tears. But you know, it's. It's a big leap of faith, and sometimes God calls you to that because, yeah, you were talking about the, you know, the plateaus that we reach in life, and you can end up getting comfortable, sometimes too comfortable, and I felt very comfortable there, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but if you, if you want to continue to grow and continue to uh, expand your knowledge and everything, I think sometimes God is calling you to that, and I felt so called um, to do that, but it's not easy. God's not going to make those decisions easy for you. No. I've been fortunate that he's really been paving the way for me. And like those doors have just been like swinging open and he goes, here you go. Walk through if you dare. It's not, it's, it's going to be hard on the other side, but this door is open for you right now. And you know, sometimes you open the door and it's just a flight of stairs. You got to go up. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's not a new door. So exactly. So I've, I spent a lot of time, uh, in, in adoration in front of the blessed sacrament, really praying on, was this the right move? And you know, I, I believe that God's calling me towards this three months, four months, five months from now. We'll see. But sometimes you got to step into un, into the unknown and, and trust. 
And, you know, even if this doesn't work out and, and, and I have to come back with my tail between my legs, maybe there's something that I learned and grew from that experience. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think it was, it was necessary for me to, to make this change. So anyways, that's, that's really my story in a nutshell. It's a lot of, uh, to up till this point, it's been a lot of like begrudgingly saying yes to the Holy Spirit working right. through other people, giving me opportunities, giving me chances to say yes to God and going like, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Then finally saying yes. And then, and then being tested for it. And this, this is like the definitive time in my life when I've switched and said, no, I am saying yes wholeheartedly right now. Right. There's no ifs about it. There's no maybes. I'm jumping in and we'll see what happens on the other side Where of that. Goes. Well, I'm excited about it because the theme of your story has been when a big change happens, uh, the band broke up. Right. That's and, yeah. and I'm excited that with this time, this huge change that's happening is we've decided to, we're going to continue to do this and to help and take it even bigger than we have before, no matter what the distance may be. So Amen, I'm appreciative of that and I'm, I'm excited about it and, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be great. And I'm, we'll, uh, the journey continues. It does. It does. So pray for it. Pray for us. Pray for Holy Cross, for the new min music ministry. Pray for two Catholic dudes that we continue to grow, to, to thrive together. Uh, and pray, pray for Ryan on this new experience of his life and this, this journey and what God is, is calling him to do. Thank so. you. And my new parish, you know, Pray, yeah. pray for everybody. Pray for just, just pray, guys. Just right? Pray more, worry less. That's right. Okay. Um. But anyways, that's that's so that, that's a wrap. That's so a wrap. um, be, be ready for just rapid fire episodes that we they might be coming out at random times. Uh, you know, stay tuned for Danny's episode. We're gonna film it next. So, so who knows when it'll, when it'll air? Um, um, but follow us on Instagram. We have been gaining followers every single day. It's been absolutely incredible. We got a couple bookings coming up. Um, if you want to, uh, reach out to us, feel free to email. I do keynote speaking. I can come and do retreats, whatever it is. Yeah. This um, will, this will probably take a hit on me being able to do praise and worships, but Danny is an amazing keynote speaker. He can come to your church, come to your parish. And then once I get settled in, who knows, maybe I can start playing, uh, out yeah, again. just, just shoot us an email and let's, let's see what we can work out. And there's plenty of opportunities. Again, if you uh, feel like it's something that you can do, please think about and consider supporting us on Patreon. It helps us to uh, keep this going, especially with the distance now. We're going to need a lot of extra, uh, you know, just funds in, in order, and just in <laughs> gas and equipment to figure out how we're going to do things. Yeah, so, we would really appreciate it. Um, if you can, if you have the means, uh, please consider supporting the ministry on Patreon. We do truly appreciate it. Thank you to everyone that already does. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys real soon. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to the story, and uh, we will see you next week.